It's over 9,000! Welcome, Super Elite Warriors, to Final Forum, a podcast for the discussion of all things Dragon Ball. I am your host, Jelly, an elite recruiting member of the Frieza Force, on a mission to find the best warriors from across the galaxy to join the greatest army of all time. And happy Halloween. If my calculations are correct, this episode will be coming out exactly on Halloween. This is Dragon Balloween. This is our final moment of Dragon Balloween. I am by myself for this one. You've already heard Bikini's mini-sode, and so this is mine. This is my top 10 scariest moments in all of Dragon Ball. On my number 10, I have Demon King Piccolo killing Shenron. Krillin's death at the hands of Tambourine is a shocking moment in Dragon Ball. It's the first time a major character dies, and when you think that it happened as a result of a kick to a head, you you realize Krillin had his skull crushed. (laughs) But Demon King, Piccolo, and his minions don't stop there. After achieving his wish to be young, Piccolo turns around and kills Shenron before he has a chance to disappear. Krillin, Chaozu, and everyone else Piccolo has killed or will kill is presumably, at this point, dead forever. I think even at the time, we all suspected this would not remain the case, but the possibility of losing one or two fan-favorite characters forever is something Toriyama might actually do and is fairly horrific. Number 9, Cell puking up 18, self-destructing, then returning at full power. Well, there's definitely a bit of, huh? What? Uh, okay, I guess, with Cell returning as Perfect Cell after he self-destructs despite no longer having absorbed Android 18, the totality of this moment unto itself really is truly horrific. First, there's the body horror element of Cell puking up Android 18. It's pretty gross. Delightfully so, I would say. Then there's his return. Everyone breathes a sigh of relief. Cell is presumed dead, and they actually begin grieving for the loss of Goku, when suddenly they feel Cell's power. Trunks is killed, and BAM! There stands Perfect Cell, more powerful than ever. This is one of the few times all hope seems lost in Dragon Ball, and it's an effective and chilling bit of storytelling, despite perhaps not really making strict sense. But that's okay, horror doesn't always have to make sense. 
Number eight, Zamasu becoming the entire universe and Zeno destroying everything. On the face of it, Lord Zeno, the god of all gods, is this cute, borderline annoying character. But just beneath that, belying the cuteness, is the ability to wipe an entire universe from existence with little more than the snap of his finger, and the casual disconnectedness which, with which you or I might throw out a piece of used tape. Upon Trunks defeating Zamasu at the end of the Goku Black arc, spoiler alert, <laughs> It's revealed that killing Zamasu is actually impossible. He's wished for immortality, so even if he's destroyed and his dust is scattered to the wind, he returns as, uh, I guess, the entirety of existence? That's a pretty horrifying sight on its own, to be honest, but the show takes it a step further by having Goku summon Zeno, using a device he received earlier, and asking for help in beating Zamasu. Zeno obliges by destroying the entire universe. Future Trunks' timeline, the timeline he'd fought so hard to save from the androids and Cell and Zamasu, winds up wiped from existence without so much as a second thought by the person who did it, which is kind of chilling. Number seven, Baby's Various Possessions. Yes, I know Dragon Ball GT is the worst, save only Dragon Ball Evolution, and I should feel ashamed for even mentioning its existence, but it actually has quite a few horrifying moments. In fact, one might argue it dipping so hard into darkness is a big part of what makes GT feel like it's not really Dragon Ball. It loses sight of the humor. Anyway, Baby is a character that appears in GT that can possess people, but not in the disconnected, bobbity, mind-control kind of way. Baby actually physically enters the beings he possesses, providing for some body horror moments, as well as some psychological as well. In particular, there's a moment where Pan is forced to fight against her possessed parents, and they look nasty and ready to kill her, and another moment where Vegeta gets possessed and leans into the body horror of it, with Baby entering Vegeta via battle wounds and then having his face appear in Vegeta's skin. It's pretty good stuff for more horrific or horror-centric Dragon Ball moments, and I really think it works really well when you consider like a... Pan is supposed to be 9 or 10 years old, which there are definitely some issues with that in Dragon Ball GT, but she's supposed to be quite young, and to see your family trying to kill you like that is, is kind of horrifying. Number 6, Frieza's Destruction of Planet Vegeta. Frieza's Dragon Ball's most iconic villain, and that's only becoming more and more strongly rooted into the DNA of the franchise as it goes further, and he continues to be a recurring antagonist. And whatever we may feel about that, there's little denying that he's always been a character capable of truly horrific moments. In particular, his destruction of planet Vegeta demonstrates just how casually he can cause mass destruction and the glee he can take from it. As the entire Saiyan race lines up to attempt to take Frieza on head-to-head -head and battle him for survival, he gathers the energy required to destroy the entire planet, wipe out the race, commit genocide, all on the tip of his finger. Then he unleashes it, laughing gleefully as it impacts and destroys the planet, causing even his closest council and his closest warriors, his right-hand men, to Doria and Zarbon, to kind of take note of just 
how maniacal and and cold this moment is. The way his face is highlighted by the explosion adds to the chilling nature of the moment and Frieza cements himself as an all-time Dragon Ball bad guy. Number five, Krillin's death at the hands of, you guessed it, Frieza. <laughs> Moments before this happens, Goku blasts Frieza with a spirit bomb and he, Gohan, Krillin, and Piccolo celebrate, believing Frieza to be dead. Unfortunately, Frieza pops back up with little more than a couple of scrapes, and he immediately dispatches Piccolo with a beam through the chest. Then he lifts Krillin into the air via telekinesis as a helpless and exhausted Goku can only watch. This is where we get the really chilling part. As Krillin senses something bad is about to happen and feels the crushing weight of what Frieza is about to do to him, mere moments before he's exploded in a shower of fire and vaporized blood, he screams out Goku's name and pleads for his friend's help. This is a really traumatic moment for everyone, but especially Goku. It causes him to go Super Saiyan in one of the most iconic and epic moments in the entire series. But it's preceded by something truly horrific. Pretty terrifying stuff. Number 4. Super Buu's Human Extinction Attack Majin Buu is a contentious character in Dragon Ball to be sure. Some people love him, some people hate him, and very few, if any of us, really understand how his transformations actually work. Well, what we do understand is that he's responsible for a great, scary moment in Dragon Ball. While Goten and Trunks are training to perfect fusion and learn how to fight in their Gotenks form, Piccolo tries to stall Super Boo, who has become impatient and refuses to wait any longer. Boo threatens to kill him, Videl, Popo, Dende, destroy the lookout, and basically just keep murdering until the strong warrior he was promised is ready to fight him. Wanting to give Gotenks an opportunity to keep preparing, Piccolo suggests Boo head down to Earth and kill some humans for sport. This alone is horrifying enough, suggesting that a strong warrior cause immense suffering in order to give another warrior a breather is uh, a choice, to be sure, whether or not you plan on bringing everyone back with Dragon Balls. What Boo does next, though, is even more unnerving. He paces the entirety of the lookout. His eyes, always facing down, then stands, thinks for a minute, and fires off energy beams that proceed to head down from the lookout and kill every remaining human being on Earth in one single attack. Billions dead without destroying the entire planet. Horrific. Number 3. Goku Black Killing Bulma what could be scarier than becoming the entire universe due to immortality, having that universe wiped out by the god of all gods, and losing not just a battle, but an entire timeline? How about something a little more personal? When Goku Black is first introduced to us, he's only called Black, and he's unveiled slowly, with an inaccurate black silhouette and red eyes to kind of keep the audience guessing as to the identity of the antagonist of the upcoming arc of our fun action-adventure comedy show. Then the other shoe drops. Black is revealed to be Goku, and more accurately, Black is the body of Goku having been overtaken by Zamasu's consciousness due to a wish made with the Super Dragon Balls, who then messes with the timelines by using a time ring in order to create a universe where there are no mortals, as he believes mortals are only capable of ugliness, and unintelligent life is the only kind worth having, so plants and such. But it's when he's introduced to us that he provides us with one of the scariest and 
most traumatic moments in Dragon Ball. Trunks has to watch helplessly as his mother winds up being killed by Black. That's right, in a future where there are no longer any Dragon Balls that has already been ravaged by the androids and Cell where Goku is dead, Bulma finally gets to see the face of her best friend one last time, only to be murdered by this monster wearing the skin of her best friend. As an added horror bonus here, we learn that upon taking over Goku's body, Goku Black murdered Chi-Chi and Goten, killed by your own husband and father. Goku Black provides for some of the darkest stuff in all of Dragon Ball. Number 2. Imperfect Cell Absorbing Civilians When Cell first appears, he's actually fairly weak. How weak? I don't really know or frankly care. He could probably have been handled by the Z-Warriors, but they had their hands full with androids 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20, and paid little heed to the unknown creature wreaking havoc in Gingertown. This winds up creating actually two of the few genuinely horror-feeling moments in the entire franchise. The first is when we see Piccolo walking around town searching for the creature that has been causing the disturbances. We see nothing but the clothing of the people, the framing, and the pacing of this moment is just super similar to that of a horror film's stalk and slash sequences. And we only see Cell unveiled slowly via silhouette. It's great stuff. The second moment caused by this one singular scariest moment is when we actually see Cell absorb a guy. Go ahead and go watch that scene and think it's not pretty terrifying to see this man get his guts and then skeleton sucked out like a milkshake through some horrifying straw as Cell's tail pulsates and he literally drinks the man from the inside out. Great body horror in Dragon Ball moment right there. Despite the ultimate grace of Cell's perfect form, the horror of his imperfect form is one of the scariest things about Dragon Ball. Now before I reveal my number one, I'll just throw out a couple of honorable mentions. In One of them is in a movie, so I didn't want to count it, but in the first Broly movie, it's revealed that Broly survives a failed execution attempt by stabbing when he's an infant, stabbing a baby, that's pretty dark. There's also Goku going on a rampage in GT before mastering Super Saiyan 4, as well as the concept of the Dragon Balls breaking and setting villains out upon the Earth in GT. Like I said, GT has some dark and kind of scary moments. Also, very briefly, there's Frieza's third form, King Piccolo puking up his children, Kid Buu destroying the Earth, lessened because most of humanity was actually already dead, and Majin Vegeta, though I think this would count that last one as a little more tragic and sad than really scary. Finally, the way the Nappa's rampage kills Chaozu, Yamcha, Tien, and even Piccolo all before Goku shows up. So there's my 10 through 2 and a couple honorable mentions, and here's my number 1, and this is uh, bias alert, I guess. I've got Vegeta's reaction to finding out Gohan is stolen the Namekian Dragon Balls. This is 100% a performance and art thing, more so than the weight and feel of the moment or the impact of it on the story, as this really ultimately ends up not mattering all that much, frankly. But the visual of it is forever etched into my brain. 
During the Namek and Frieza, Frieza portions of the story, Vegeta goes about stealing Dragon Balls surreptitiously from Frieza in an attempt to outmaneuver the Emperor and gain immortality during the race for these Namekian Dragon Balls. As he takes a recently acquired ball to where he's been hoarding his stash, he realizes they've all been stolen from him. Vegeta explodes out from a lake with pure, blinding rage in his eyes, so much so that he no longer has pupils. The image is terrifying, and this is one where I have to say the dub far outstrips every other performance, and in particular, the dub in the Ocean Group original dub is just absolute perfection, and the fact that Vegeta is swearing to hunt down, catch, and murder a five-year-old child is incredibly terrifying. This is my scariest moment in Dragon Ball, especially because it qualifies as a single moment instead of a string of them, like my Cell moments or my... Goku Black moments, which had kind of a, a few additional add-ons there. So that's me. That's my top 10 scariest moments in Dragon Ball. What are yours? I would love to hear. And with that, we will take our leave of you here. Hopefully you had fun during this Dragon Balloween, and hopefully you've had a nice fall holiday season watching your favorite horror flicks and getting in the festive mood carving pumpkins have safe trick-or-treating i'd say check your candy but that's an urban myth so really just just have fun enjoy the holiday and we will be back very soon with our regular dissection of dragon ball i think that's it what sorts of horrors lurk further ahead in Dragon Ball for us. What will we do next year for our Dragon Ball minisodes? Find out next time and the several dozen times after that and help us achieve our final forum. is written and produced by Tom Gwelly. It is performed by Dan Kinney and Tom Gwelly. Our webmaster is Dan Kinney. Our theme music is provided by YouTube content creator GVG Kit. Want to learn more about the Dragon Ball universe, including concept art, behind-the-scenes interviews, and recommendations from Jelly and Bikini? Connect with us on social media. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Final Forum Pod. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you receive your podcasts. And of course, make sure to share with your friends and family and help us spread the word of the glory of Lord Frieza. The Frieza Force thanks you for your listenership.